And maybe, maybe there's an area of your life where you could use some help from God. Does anybody have an area maybe in your life where you, you know, if God is, he, if he's smart enough to run the whole universe, if he could just kind of throw a nugget this way. Anybody ever feel that way? You know, if I could just have a nugget uh, of information, of help, of power from the Almighty, then uh, it, it just might help me out here. And so prayer is what brings the supernatural. And here's the thing is God wants you, he intended for you, his original design was for you to live a supernatural life. Not just natural. So many people just live natural lives. But inside of us, God breathed into man, so he became a living spirit. He intended for you and I to live in such a way that we are tapped into the supernatural. And so prayer gets us in touch with that. It's us touching heaven and heaven touching earth. And how many believe uh, we could use a little more heaven on earth today? And so what we're going to do, and here's going to be our mindset for this year, and I'm setting this up with what we're going to look at today, what I'm going to teach you today, is we're going to pray first and worry last. Sound good? That'd be a good thing just right there. Just pray first and worry last. So 1 Thessalonians, where we're going to start out today. If you've got your notes handy, get them ready, and you can do some fill in the blanks with us. Here, here would be just a good mantra for the new year. If you don't want to obey all the verses of the Bible, if you just would do this one, It'd change your marriage, okay? It would change uh, your relationships with coworkers. It would change your life. Here's what he says. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God, what's your will for me? I told you. Okay? These things, because here's what we do a lot, is we rejoice when everything's going our way. That's when we rejoice. And we pray when it's convenient or when we've run out of other options. And so we're not living the full life that Jesus wants us to live. And so here's what the New Living Translation says, never stop praying. In other words, you pray before you go to bed, and you pray first thing in the morning. And you pray at 2 a.m. if that's when you wake up every night if you're over 40 and have to go to the bathroom. That's a whole nother talk, all right? So, and no, I'm not bitter about that at all. All right, but, but you pray on your drive to work, and you pray on your way home. And you pray everywhere you go, everything you do, what would your life look like if you brought God into it? I like what Smith Wigglesworth said, and if you don't know who he was, he was early in the 1900s, a great follower of Jesus, powerful guy, man of prayer, and I love reading about his life. Anyway, here's what he said, 
I rarely pray for more than 20 minutes. But I rarely go 20 minutes without prayer. I like that. So in other words, I'm just constantly talking to God. As I go through my day, as I'm just living my life, too many people just give a nod to God. You know, it's like, oh, we're getting ready to eat. Let's pray. Let's bless the food. Because we don't know who's back in that kitchen here at this restaurant, you know, and brought this out. And so let's bless it. I had somebody tell me that one time. Said, better bless your food. Don't know who's back there. And, and, you know, when you score a touchdown and you go, whatever, you know. And I appreciate that, you know. That, I'd rather see that finger than other fingers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but that's kind of like a nod to God. When God's looking for more than that, God wants a relationship with us. And so today... Uh, we're going to give you reminder cards on the way out so you can remember to pray first this year and what worry last. We're going to pray first. And so uh, today, I, I hope that you, you just allow this message to get deep inside of you because too many people, when we talk about prayer, there's guilt. And, oh, yeah, I should pray more, you know, or I wish I knew how to pray better, or, or maybe you, you feel guilty because you don't enjoy it, or it's a struggle to make time for it. I want to help you today to be free from all of that baggage and, and move from a discipline of prayer to the delight of prayer. All right, the delight of prayer and what would happen if you looked forward to it. So uh, here's what I want to set out to to do today. Just let's try this this year, okay? And maybe try it this week for seven days. Just start praying first and see what happens. See what God does. I I believe what will happen is you'll be so excited about what God is doing in your heart and in your life that the 21 days will be no big deal. And it will just start something for the whole rest of the year in your life in connection with God. And so let's let's try this, church, and let's allow God to speak to us. Now, here's what happened in Luke. Here's our first verse as we get ready to go into the outline. One day... Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. And see, if you'll always pray, you won't give up, I I think. But he, he told them you always ought to pray. It's not a 911 option. It's not, oh, we don't know what else to do. It's not our last resort. It's our first response. And as we do that, supernatural things are going to happen. Here's what I want to talk today about is just make prayer your life, okay? Not, not just something you do, it's just your life. And, and to start off, uh, let, let's look at, excuse me, let's look at John 
where he talks about, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. Some of you will remember this. Remain. Look at this verse. It says, remain in me. I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine. You are the branches of a man. Remains in me and I in him. He will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so we need him, Right? We need him. Every hour we need him. And so when he says, remain in me, what he's saying is, don't just go to church. Be the church. Yeah, but prayer is more about coming to this building and more than just attendance in church. I hope you attend church. I feel like, I hope that it betters your life and that you feel more connected to God as a result of coming here. But God is looking for more than that from us. He has more to offer to us. And it's a remaining life. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's a remaining in Him because Jesus makes life better, and life is better with Jesus. Would you agree? I mean, your life got a lot better when you let Jesus come into your life. And so, how do we do that? How do we make that happen? If you're taking notes, write this down. First thing is, you've got to have a priority of prayer. Say that with me, a priority of prayer. There's got to be a priority of prayer in your life, because First, communicates priority, but it also sets a precedent for everything else that follows. You know, if you see a list and this is first, then you know, okay. You know, if you're on Yelp and, and you know, okay, this one came up first and, and this one has more stars than the other, so it must be better. And, and so we'll go there. And, and so that's kind of like with prayer, when you, when you say, okay, I, this is significant in my life. In other words, when you get up in the morning, there's two ways, you've heard this before, of what you can do. You can say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> and how many know it, it's better to start off with good morning, Lord? It, it's just like in marriage. How many of you know how that day starts a lot of times affects how it ends up, you know, and, and if you start out where you're in a bad mood and whatever, and think, you know, the next thing you're at each other a little bit and whatever, I can just tell you this, it's not going to be a good date, date night, okay? I mean, amen, you know, I don't know about the rest of what you're talking about today, but I, I can agree with that, right? Because, you know, how you start. And, and, and so prayer is the start of our day, and we put it in the right position in our lives. It's before we reach for the medicine. It's before we reach out to the export. It's before we go to YouTube. It's before we cry out to Alexa. <laughs> we cry out to him. And we ask him to, to help us. And when we put first things first, here's what this book says, is he will bless the rest. Yeah. See, when, you, when you've learned to put him first, finances, time, uh, priorities of your life, whatever, in your marriage, whatever, it's a, it's a way that he starts blessing it. 
And, and so when we put it first, when we put prayer first, my connection with God first, then God begins to bless the rest. Here's how it worked for Daniel. We'll be looking at him in a few months. Uh, we're working on a series that we'll probably do this summer. But when Daniel learned that a decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where he opened the windows toward Jerusalem. And look at this, three times, this Old Testament, three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. In other words, this guy had a habit of prayer. And God, as a result, worked amazing things in his life. And here's what I want to draw from that, is it's like he had an appointment with God. You know, you have appointments and you tell people, oh, I wish we could get together, but I've got an appointment that day. Or I've got an appointment at that time. What if you put in your daytime or in your phone or whatever, you say, oh, meeting with God. I'm going to meet with God. And then somebody says, oh, can you do this? Oh, no, sorry, I've got a meeting. You don't even have to tell them you're meeting with God. You just meet with God through the day. You just set up times. You just have a certain, certain thing that you make. And if you got to put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar. And watch what happens when you make prayer a priority. So not just the priority of prayer, but here's the second thing to write down. It's the place of prayer. Say that with me. The place of prayer. That Jesus had a place. Did you know that? It's true. Jesus had a place. And, and one of the best movies, I think, about prayer that I've seen recently was the one called War Room, I think it was, right? And, and War Room was this incredible movie, did way better than everybody thought it would do. And, and here's what it was about. This lady just set up a, a little closet, like, like a prayer closet, and maybe you've heard people talk about something like that, and that was her war room, it's where she did war against the heavenlies, the spiritual forces that the Bible talks about that you can't see. And she's like, devil, you can't have my marriage. Sorry. And you can't have my finances, and you can't have my future. You can't have my kids. You can't have any part of me. I am his. He is mine, and therefore, hands off. Some of you, you need to pray like that. Say, hey, you, you don't belong here. You're not invited. You're not a dinner guest, and we don't want you in our house. And, and so Jesus would do this. He, he would set up these places. Look at this. Very early in the morning. Pull that up for me. While it was still dark. Now, there, there's a problem already for some of you that aren't morning people. But Jesus evidently uh, was kind of a morning person. And he got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Most Bible scholars agree Jesus had a place. He had a place where he would go and pray. And, and in this place, I believe he could see the city. There's one instance where Jesus, at least on this one occasion, cried out and said, Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how I would have called you to me like a hen calls to its chicks to come and, and get under my wing. I, I wish you were like that. I wish you would come to me, but you're not. And so he would pray. I believe he prayed over his disciples. He prayed over the cities. He prayed over the world. He prayed over himself. 
And you need a place where you pray for your family. You need to pray for your loved ones. Some of us get in a nasty place. We get in a nagging place. We get in a dark place. We get in other places. You need to get in a place where you can connect to the light of God and let him shine into the darkness that's going on in your life or those around you. And I believe your life will be better. Right? It will be better. And so we have that place of prayer. Now, it's, it's not third place, because some of us, you know, we, we got to check in on Facebook first, you know, or see what Instagram, oh my gosh, what happened while I was unconscious for seven hours? What does somebody post, you know, that I'm missing out on? And instead of getting all wrapped up in that, what if we got all wrapped up in, what, wonder what he wants to tell me this morning. I wonder what he wants to speak into my life. And so I want to challenge you, instead of prayer being second, third, fourth, fifth place, wherever it is, to move it up to first place in your life and see what God will do. So to do that, now let me just get ready to move on to the next step, but, but get a place. So for some of you, that might be outdoors. Maybe you enjoy walking, and you go for a walk through the neighborhood. What if, while you were walking, you were praying? What if you're like, Lord, bless that neighbor and help them with their situation? And God, this one over here, I already know they're struggling financially. They just told me that last week. And God, I don't even know who these people are, and so help me to get acquainted with them because they may be lost and need to know you, and maybe I could invite them to church or something like that. And God, these people over what, what if you went through the neighborhood praying like that? What might happen? What, what if you set up a chair in your house and you said, you know what, that, that's going to be my kneeling chair. I'm going to get in front of that chair and just kneel down and get a hold of God and just hear from him. And I'm going to spend time. Other people may come to my house. They may sit in that chair and whatever. But for me, when I look at that chair, that's my connection chair. That's my prayer chair. That, that's my place where I get with God. Maybe you light a candle and, and just spend some time and moments with, with God uh, before you head off to work or whatever it is. I don't know what it is for you, and I don't know what will work for you, but I do know you need to make something work. Jesus had a place. You need to have a place. And then also, you need to, here's the third thing to write down, is you need to have a plan of prayer. Say that with me, the plan of prayer. So you need to have a plan because I'll tell you this, you know, date night goes better with a plan too. It's not just getting up in the morning. It's just better if you have a plan because otherwise you don't have a plan. I don't know how it works for you, but sometimes I've heard of this. It, it can work this way. Um, hey, wh where do you want to go tonight? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Well, I, I don't really know. I, I wasn't really... I didn't have a plan or anything. Oh, you know, and, well, why aren't you driving? Well, because I don't know where to drive. Because <laughs> we can't decide what we're going to do. And how many, your date night didn't go so well because you couldn't even figure it out. And so it's better to have a plan. And, and so here's why I, I want you to get that prayer guide that we're providing you because the Lord's prayer is a guide. 
Jesus, when he was asked, how do we pray? How should we pray? Jesus said, well, here's how. And so you can listen to those podcasts from August. You can get a hold of the prayer guide and begin to use the Lord's Prayer. You can pray through a prayer list. One of the things I do each week is pray through all the cards that came in on Sunday and had a prayer request on it. And then those get typed up today, later, and printed out. And then I just pray through it. The staff prays through it. We have prayer partners who pray through those things. And, and sometimes we'll just stop on a name. And just say, God, I just feel especially burdened for this one right now. And so, God, I just lift it up to you. And so I pray over this list. I have a list of people that I'm also praying for outside this church. There are other people I'm trying to reach for Jesus. And I'm praying for those people so that they'll be moved uh, to come closer to God. And that I can be used to help them to get closer to God. You need prayer lists in your life. Who should be on your list? Do you have a list? And who should be on it? The other thing I do is when I pray, and I've learned this over time, is I have a pen and some paper and I'll have, or my phone with me so that not so I can check Instagram or whatever because I'm getting bored or whatever. It's because I know that when I talk to God, there's times, very often, he talks back to me. That weird you out? <laughs> no, and, and it's not audible and it's real quiet, and there's times when I think, hmm, wow, I needed that. Wow, I feel like you're telling me what I need to do next. I feel like you're, you're helping me to, to discern what I need to do in my life and, and, and what direction to take, and, and so I'm discerning your voice, God, and I feel like you're speaking something to me. And, and so what I need to do, okay, is write it down or record it, because here's what has happened to me in the past. I've gotten those things, you know, those promptings, and all, and then I go on and with my day. And then later I'm like, what was that thought I had? What was that? that oh, man, what was that? What was, that, what was I praying about? When, and, and so I struggle with it. So I just learned, put it down. And I believe the God who speaks to me wants to speak to you. And he wants to share with you things. He said, call to me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about. And so when you call to him, he will answer. He will speak to you. And I'm telling you, when you get plugged into this in such a way, you, the time will go fast. Instead of saying, you know, it's been three minutes and I'm out. I'm out of words, you know, I'm out. instead, it'll be 30 minutes, and you'll be like, wow, I'm, I'm going to be late to work if I don't get going, but I got so caught up in God. Look, look at this in Luke chapter 11, here's what it says, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, there it is, just as John taught his disciples, this is how you should pray. Pray, so you should have a plan of prayer. And here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. And this one, this one could change your life, okay? I'll just front load this. This one, even if you were reared in church, you may not have understood this one. And I want to help you today to understand what I believe is a powerful thing in prayer 
and that is the persons of prayer, right? I want to introduce you to God this morning, who he really is. God in three persons, blessed Trinity, I sang when I grew up in church. God wants us to connect with him relationally. And how you relate to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is different. And I want to help you to understand who God truly is because your view of God may be skewed. And if it is, then it affects how you approach him. See, when when you... Don't discern God in the right way, then it changes how you act toward Him, how, how you, you come to Him. It's just like that with the other people. Okay, let's be honest. We're in church anyway, right? Can we be honest? Can we be honest? Everybody, everybody it's no fun if you don't all play. So uh, come with me here. Have you ever met somebody and you thought, I don't think I like them? Anybody with me on that? So far, so good? And you just made a quick judgment, and you're like, I don't know about them. I think they're arrogant. I think they're an angry person. Or I, I think they got issues. Or, I, 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 I think they're negative. I, think they're the, I, I don't like the way they comb their hair. <laughs> I don't like the way they dress. I think they think they're something or whatever. You know, and we get all these images, right? Now, let me ask you. After you got to know that person, have any of you said, oh, wow, I like them. I, I actually like them, right? You ever had that happen? I'm telling you, you may not understand God all the way. You may not understand Jesus all the way. You may not understand the Holy Spirit all the way. And so as a result, your perception of God affects your reception of God. So here's what I want to do to help you today. I want to introduce you to three people. To three people that the Bible describes are so for you that, that nothing can stand against you. And we pick this up in, in a writing of Paul as he concludes a charge to the church. All right, 2 Corinthians, here it is. Verse 14 of chapter 13, the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love, and I love the way the Message Bible puts this, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. I think if Paul were here today, that's what he'd want for every one of us. So let me introduce you to the amazing grace of Jesus. You see, you need to understand who Jesus is because here's the thing about Jesus is he looked down from heaven, saw how far you are from God, how, how, how God is so much holy and you and I are so unholy. And so there's no way that you have any business, I have any business coming into the throne of God, into the front of, in, in front of the creator God, the great holy God that he is. 
And, and so Jesus looked at that situation and said, I'll fix it. I will stand in between God and you. I will become the mediator. That's the reason why we pray. Jesus taught us, pray in my name. Ask the Father in my name. Because your name doesn't mean Jack, all right? Just flat out. Okay, your name, I come in the name of Craig, you know. Oh, that's, wow. I I don't want to come in my name. I don't know about you, but I know who I am. I, I know I'm not as holy as I wish. There's things, kind of like Paul said, there's things I want to do I don't do, and there's things I don't want to do that I do, and, you know, there's this conflict in me, and I wish I was as perfect as I want to be, but I'm not, and, and, and I've never been, and, and so I've got some stuff that, that needs covering, and Jesus said, I'll cover it. I'll cover it for you. I'll wash over you. Look, look at what it says in Hebrews. Hebrews describes it this way, for we do not have a high priest, Jesus who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way. That's why he was here for 33 years, to identify with everything that you and I would go through, to go through even more than you or I would ever go through. He went through, but he was without sin. Something you and I can't do. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. That's how we can come with confidence because it's not about us. It's about him, his grace, so that we may receive mercy. How many here, mercy rewrote your life. You were doomed, damned for hell. There's no way, no way, no way you should be able to go to heaven. But God made a way even where there seemed to be no way. We might get excited here this morning if we're not careful. And see, because he's a mediator, two things. He knows and he cares. He knows and he cares. He cares about you. And, and so here's our role of what we should do. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, talks about my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Here's what you bring to God. You bring your weakness. Can you handle that? I think I got that one. I think I got that one down. I'm going to bring my weakness, and then in prayer, he brings his power. See? And that's what grace does. I give him my weakness, and he gives me his power. He lifts me in power. Now I want to introduce you to the extravagant love of the Father. Unfortunately, some of you did not have a good father image on this planet. First of all, I'm sorry for that. And it's part of the sinful planet that we live on and all. But here's, here's the danger with that is it can skew your image of your heavenly father. Who the Bible says is better than any father on this planet. Even the best of the best, he is better still. 
And, and here's what it says in Ephesians. It says, and when I think about this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. See, I, I mean, I, I just fall to my knees in gratitude, in thanksgiving, that, that even though I've suffered through pain, rejection, or whatever else, he has already been there for me, and, and I don't have to have that plague me any longer. Some of you, maybe the past has plagued you long enough. We're in a new year. It's time for a new day. It's time for a new relationship with a heavenly Father who can heal you of the past hurts that you've received maybe from a dad or a stepdad or whatever it is and free you from that because whom the Son of God sets free shall be free indeed. God wants you to be free because he loves you. And I want you to be free as your pastor. So here, here's what I want to do. I want you to just kind of erase. Can you just erase your image of God, just whatever it was that you walked in with or you got in your head or whatever, just erase that. And now I want to share with you a scripture that shares with us a definition and a declaration of who God really is. Look at Psalms. It says, the Lord is compassionate. He's gracious. He's slow to anger. He's abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. I hear people say, well, I didn't deserve that. Let me tell you something. You don't want what you deserve, because if you got what you deserve, whoop, you'd be vaporized right now, right? I'm just saying, that, you know, we, we don't want, I don't want, Okay. I don't want what I deserve, and he doesn't give us what we deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Some of you, this is shouting ground right here. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us as a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on all those who fear him. That is who God is. That is who your heavenly father is. And so maybe you just need to read that several days in a row or maybe several times a day and change your image of who the Father is because he loves you so much that if he had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it, All right? He's crazy about you. And here's the third one. This may be the one you struggle with the most. Because if you grew up in church like I did, you heard people talk about the Holy Ghost. And maybe you're like, that sounds spooky. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know that I want a ghost or whatever. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is the one that when you get up off your knees from praying... He gets up with you. And when you leave the prayer meeting, he goes home with you. 
And when you go to work, he goes with you. And when you come home, he comes home with you. And wherever you go, your school, your wherever, he's with you. He will be with you always. Here's how he's described. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Everybody say forever. How many know that's a long, long time, right? And and, and he's the spirit of truth. And so when you don't know what to do, Jesus said, here's what's good, is I'm leaving here. And the people who were with him said, that's not good news. Because you're the leader. And Jesus said, no, no, I'm not going to leave you without. There's just going to be another counselor. Say, I've been counseling you, I've been talking to you, I've been telling you how to do things and whatever, helping you out and all, but now another one's coming. And he that's been with you shall now be in you. In other words, it's about to get good, right? It's about to get good. Because now you tap into all that he is because all that he is comes inside of you and when that happens then you feel a connection with God like you've never felt before like you've never sensed before and I'm talking about a presence of God that will be so electrifying so magnetic that your prayer life is never the same again because you feel him with you. You know he's with you. And the, and the writer said, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. We know we're sons of God. It, it happens inside. And I want that for you in this new year. I want you to pray first and worry last. I want you to connect with the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In all that God is, experiencing all that God has, and I believe when that happens, this year and every year after this will never be the same again. It will never be the same again. Let's pray. Father, Thank you that we can even call you Father. We don't deserve to. It's not something we've earned. As a matter of fact, we deserve to never call you that. We deserve to go to hell. We we deserve separation because we choose to go our own way. But God, you wouldn't stand for that. And you sent your Son to take our place so that we can go to your place. And we thank you for that. Maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, God's convicted me. I, I need to make sure this year prayer's not just prominent in my life. I want prayer to be the priority in my life. I want God to know here and now that I, I, I want to set 
time and place. I, I want to get better acquainted with Him. I, I want all that God has for me in this new year. I don't want to miss out on anything that God wants to speak and drop into my life, anything that He wants to do. I want to tap into all that He is. I don't want to miss out anymore. I don't want to miss out this year at all. I hereby dedicate or rededicate my life to him in prayer for this year. If you're believing that over your life, stretch your hand way up toward God and say, yes, yes, I declare it over my life, over my home, my family. The devil can't have it. He doesn't deserve it. He didn't earn it. And I will not allow him to have my kids, my future, my family, nothing. I'm declaring it today. Father in heaven, we declare it in this place. We raise our hand toward you and we say, God, You are more than just prominent in our lives. You are preeminent in our lives. You are the priority of our day. And so God, in this new year, help us. Help us to put things into practice that will enable that to take place on a daily basis so that we can truly abide in you and you abiding in us. So that it's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's an everyday, all day thing. And so God, we just declare it over, our, over all those around us that the difference will be made through our lives. That we're, we're tired of just dead, dormant religion and we won't, we won't have it this year. We're going to get in tune with you more than we've ever been before. Maybe there's others of you, and if you were honest, you'd have to say, I don't feel in tune right now. I don't feel connected to God. And maybe it's because you've never really had a relationship with God. Maybe you went to church or did churchy things or whatever, but you never really had a relationship with God. Or maybe you did have one of some kind but life got busy or whatever happened and now today you you realize I need to come back to God so whether you're coming to God for the first time or you're coming back to God if you're here today and you'd like to declare that to God I want to help you to do that so right where you are just raise up a hand and say yes that's me today I, I need yes yes see those hands how many others back here God bless you how many others All right, several people have raised a hand around the room. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And church family, I want you to pray with me and and just pray it out loud to give courage to those who raise their hands. And we're going to just connect with God right now. Let me help you do that. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to take my place, to die for me so I can live for you. As much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. I invite Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come into my life today. Thank you for changing me and starting something new and accepting me as a child of God here today in Jesus name amen come on somebody get excited for that it's awesome listen 
There's a new class starting this week. It's called Starting Point. And there's over 20 people already signed up for this class. So, so, but there's still room for you. And if there's not, we'll, we'll do two classes or whatever we've got to do. But I want you to grow in this new year in your relationship with God. And so help us to help you by committing to that uh, before you leave today. I want our prayer partners to come at this time because there's times where you just need a human, you know? I know I can pray to God wherever I am, Craig, and whatever. You know, we we know that. But there's times I just need somebody to hold my hand and pray with me. And so stand with me. And if you need prayer for any reason at all, we want to pray for you before you leave today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessing on this service, on this church. And we're just excited about this year and all that you're doing and all the life changes that's happening all around us. And so, God, here at this altar right now, through the Holy Spirit, draw any person who needs prayer so that they can meet and talk with you and talk with somebody else maybe and let them encourage them today. And God, use us this week. Just let this be a new week for us. May we truly pray first and worry last. May we get on track with you in such a way that this year is going to be different than any other year. It's going to be better. And God, we want to know you more. And so we just commit to that. And, and help us, God, to share our faith with somebody else this week in a dynamic way. And we, we thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for being here. If you need prayer.